There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you'll only look Then you will see On WCN-TV friends. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I'm sitting in again for Rob Pugh. What an honor it is for me to host WCN-TV on WCNTV.net. I want to remind you quickly before we get started today that the latest edition of the Wisconsin Christian News is out. The mid-September to mid-October edition is out. So wherever you pick those up at, make sure that you grab your copy. Lots of great uh, articles, encouragement, admonition. Uh, Once again, Rob does a fantastic job with that Wisconsin Christian News. You can go to the WisconsinChristianNews.com website to subscribe. Uh, I would encourage you, if if you're an elder pastor or uh, on one of the church council or boards, that you uh, encourage your church to subscribe and get a, a dozen copies or so of the newspaper each month to pass out. I am I am blessed and pleased to welcome my good friend Jeff Dornick to uh, WCN TV today. Jeff is the CEO of Gatekeepers, and uh, it's been a very interesting last few years. First of all, welcome, Jeff. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on. Been looking been looking forward to this. I think I think this is my uh, my first time here on this network. So this is this this will be fun. No, oh, yes, absolutely. Well, it will not, if the Lord tarries, Jeff, I'm going to make a bold prediction and say it will not be your last appearance on WCN-TV. Um, I, I think the viewers are going are gonna to love your heart, love your testimony, love the things that you stand for and all that we talk about. Um, but you are, you are the founder, CEO of Gatekeepers Online. And I have to say, folks, if you would just go to gatekeepersonline.com and subscribe to that platform. This uh, this platform, Jeff, you've created a platform like, like no other, really. Uh, the content, the variety of the content and, and the folks that are presenting and providing the content really, in my opinion, is unparalleled uh, anywhere. And so before we get started, just tell us a little bit about how that came about, how you how you got started on Gatekeepers and, and some of the things that are going on before we go into the summit that's coming up this Saturday. Yeah, definitely. I, I really I really appreciate all, all of the kind words with, with that. You know, it, it's it's crazy with with the Gatekeepers, because like with with all of this, I didn't really set out to to start a podcast network or get into like more investigative journalism and, and articles and writing and all this kind of stuff. I literally just started out with my podcast conversations with Jeff and just started talking to people and having conversations. And then just just through talking to people and building friendships and relationships, it just slowly kind of expanded. And then, you know, I started meeting people and talking to people and they're like, yeah, I'd love to have a podcast or I've got this podcast, but I don't really know how to promote it. What do I do? And because I have somewhat of a background in, you know, business and marketing and technology and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, well, why don't you come on and we'll just join forces and kind of kind of work together a bit and cross promote and work and build up our shows together. And it's just kind of organically built up like that. And now we've got a, a great lineup. I mean, everything from, you know, I know, uh, Dr. Mike, we've got we've got you on with a couple of shows. But, you know, Ask Dr. Mike is one of my favorite, you know, monthly shows. We haven't actually done that in a while. We need to do that again, where I'm literally taking questions from, from the audience, asking Dr. Mike live right there on the spot. 
it, it's fun. That's a fun show, but we've got the shining light podcast, which is a great one. Uh, Bobby Lopez has a show, the big Brown gadfly. We added a new show uh, with a, with actually a, a, this, this 17 uh, year old kid named, um, uh, named Alex. It's called the stone walls podcast. And, and it, it's, it's a fascinating show because I mean, he's talking about wokeism, social justice, all the, and he's still in high school. Like this kid is, this kid is really smart. So we've got a great lineup and it's just, it's been a lot of fun, uh, to see, to see it grow really organically. Um, and then I've also had the opportunity to start uh, freedom first network, which is a political podcast network. And so between those two, I'm crazy, crazy busy, but between, between the two of them, it's, it's a, it's a ton of fun kind of having one foot in both worlds. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, Spencer. So I, I've had a, a, a bird's eye view, as they say, uh, watching this grow. We've, we've known one another for several years now, Jeff, and and I'm very appreciative of the opportunities that you are so willing and freely give to to other podcasters and broadcasters to be a part of, of what the Lord is leading you to do. So, so thank you for that. Um, you've got a conference or a summit, I, I should say, a summit this Saturday, September the 25th, um, that you and, and Dr. Bobby Lopez have been working um, feverishly to put together and to provide for Christian America. And really, and not just as soon as I say Christian America, I, I don't want to um, limit it to that. Anyone who loves America, patriots, conservatives, uh, people that, that simply love America, they understand that, that we are on the wrong course and have been for quite some time. And if we don't correct this course, we are headed for a fatal crash. And so you, you and Dr. Bobby have put together this summit. Tell us a little bit about that, some of the speakers and, and what uh, they'll be talking about this Saturday. Yeah, so so this this is all kind of uh, basing around this idea that Bobby's kind of cooked up, and and it, it's actually it's actually quite brilliant. Um, you know, it, the these the the idea is that as Christians, I think we've been beholden to the world and beholden to the left for far too long, and and you know, and, and this goes in a lot of different fields. It goes within the church because I mean we we've allowed the woke the woke left establishment to really hijack the church. We're dealing with politics. We're dealing with education. You're dealing with the media. You're dealing with virtually everything. Not only are we getting our information from the left and the establishment, but just even from like a business perspective, we're relying on them. We're relying on Amazon a lot of times for our servers. We're relying on Google for our email. We're relying on YouTube. Relying on we're relying on everybody else. And at a certain point, I think we have to create our own ecosystem. So this is really one of the things that. Bobby and I have really been cooking up and and he's really the one that came up with this idea of creating an alternative ecosystem. And so what we want to start with is the education system. How can we create an alternative to the education system that's out there? And, th and that goes specifically even for the Christian colleges and seminaries because they've all been hijacked by these social justice warriors and all of that. So really what we're going to be doing this weekend is, is making the case on, number one, why we need to establish our own ecosystem. And number two, what's our game plan? What's our strategy? How are we going to implement this within the educational field where we can create a free and safe space for conservative professors to not be censored or held back and they can freely share their positions and opinions of what they believe students need to learn. But then also, how can we create a more effective place for, for parents to be able to send their kids to go to college get a two-year degree and have more, an actual more education and more understanding and more of a foundation to go into the field that they would like to go into than they're getting from a four-year degree. And so that's kind of what we're laying out uh, this weekend is the strategy and then the importance of why we need these alternatives. And we're going to be having each of the speakers will be breaking down a specific field uh, of what's the problem within that field, whether it's mathematics, theology, history, um, you know, I'm going to be talking about uh, journalism and media and things like that. Where is the problem and how can we provide the 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 alternate and the, and the solution to that problem? So that's really what we're going to be laying out this weekend at the at the Cancel Proof Christianity Summit. That's thank you. Thank you, Jeff. So so some of the speakers that are going to be there, um, Judd Saul, for example, he is he has uh, been working with Kerry Gordon and many others on uh, a, a 
can we call it a documentary, Jeff, Enemies Within the Church, or would you call it, what, what would we call it if it's not a documentary? I, I think it's I think it's actually a a, a feature length uh, documentary I believe. Okay, so yeah. so an expose of what's going on in the church and many of these, uh, well, I'll just call them tears, New Testament tears that have come into the church while the church was sleeping. All of it discourse, Matthew twenty four five, um, and they've infiltrated and they have taken the church in directions that well, Christ never intended for it to go. So we have to come against those things. And I know that makes some people uncomfortable when we start naming names and, and doing those kinds of things. But you can do that in such a way. Um, I don't know that that would necessarily fall within an, an irenic approach where, where we're trying to have conversations. Really, we're trying to rebuke them at this point. We're past having those conversations because they're not repenting. They've been told this time and time again that they are off the course, they're not on the path of orthodox, historical, traditional Christianity. They're, they're firmly in the school of communism and Marxism, and so we're past that point. But we need to start naming names and, and being very specific in who the enemies within the church are, don't you think? Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, I I think it's obviously it's important to call out names and it's important to expose these heresies and these false teachers where, wherever they are. One of the interesting things about a lot of my conversations I've been having with Bobby as of late is is th- there's been a select group of people that have been naming names and and, and it's been, it's been great to see. We need more of that. At the same time, there's not a whole lot of solutions to the problems. And that that's really where I think Bobby and I we're trying, you know, not that we're leaving the naming names and the, in the, in the exposure and all that kind of stuff to the side where it's not like we're going to stop confronting the, this error that that's really infiltrated into the church. But at the same time, what we're really looking on is, is what can be the, the what can be the solutions to the problems? So like, if we're looking at like Bobby himself, he, he was fired as a professor from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary for literally for sharing his testimony of, of God's power of taking him out of the homosexual lifestyle and for exposing sex abuse within the LGBTQ community. So he got fired for telling the truth about the about those issues within the Southern the Southern Baptist Convention. Like he got fired for that. So instead of complaining and trying to get them to uncancel us we're like okay so let's create our own thing why, why do we need why do we feel like we need to change and fix these denominations and organizations from within we've been trying for years and getting nowhere because they have they have a stranglehold over us so okay so you guys won't let us fix this we're just going to take the ball and we're going to go over here and build our own system and build our own ecosystem and build our own schools and our own churches and our own denominations and our own businesses. So that's kind of been our, our, our train of thought the last couple of months is instead of fighting this, this constant battle where we don't feel like we're gaining any ground, let's actually provide a solution and, and take, take ourselves out of it and take us and, and actually establish something where we can actually provide a solution to the problem. Yeah, so one of the one of the greatest challenges, and this has been an ongoing challenge, Jeff. I've seen it for years. In fact, I remember uh, back in 2018 having a conversation with someone who had been very involved uh, in politics as a as a fundraiser, um, as a financial consultant, uh, working with different ministries and and so on, and he was shocked shocked because he had been out of that that realm uh for for 10 years and he came back in in 2018 because he was trying to get ahead of the 2020 election and trying to get people to work together to unite and 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 he was shocked and he shared some of his observations that ministries just will not come together and unite uh, behind a common cause, and, and and my observation to him at that time was, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit today like trying to herd cats because it's nearly impossible. So one of the things, I, I say all that, Jeff, because one of the things that we have to do, we absolutely have to do, we have to do, have I said that we have to do, is that we have got to come together. We've got to be united. We have we have got to get of the same mind, of the same opinion, and see what's happening and be in agreement on that. And then, here's the hard part. We need to tear down the walls from our own separate sandboxes, and we need to allow everybody to come in and play in the same sandbox. Now, 
I think, Jeff, that's going to be the challenge for us. But we've got a good start here with the Cancel Proof Summit team. And I know there'll be others. The Lord will bring others to us. And and together, we can really get some traction here. But that's what it's going to take. We're going to have to put down the egos, put down the protective walls to or to our separate ministries we need to understand we're all on the same team working toward the same goal and if we don't unite we're not going to get anywhere and america is going to collapse your thoughts yeah no i i totally agree and, and, and what's been really interesting is that i i think that one one of the hurdles that we're going to have to overcome if we're going to unite is, is figure out how can we unite even even though there's going to be some some theological differences. There's going to be some different beliefs with within this within this world, and and I think that that's that's something that's important that I think we have to be okay with. But but I but I think I think for far too long in general within within Christianity and the whole discernment world and the podcasters and all that kind of stuff, we've gotten so divisive that it's it's an all or nothing approach. It's either you you agree with me on on everything or else I will have absolutely nothing to do with you. I'm, I've begun to take a different approach of what is the unifying factor ab- about, let's say, a particular event or a particular movement. Can I unify you with that? Maybe we've got a difference of opinion on Calvinism. Maybe we've got a different opinion on cessationism or charismatic theology or whatever it might be. That's that's okay. But if we're if we're confronting the social justice warriors. We should be able to unify around that confrontation of the social justice warriors and the woke Christianity and save the, save the other debate for a different context. Because right now, the, the, the debate over five-point Calvinism or charismatic theology or your eschatology has nothing to do with this fight over the social justice warriors and, and the cultural Marxists that have been infiltrating into the church. So we almost have to car, uh, compartmentalize, I think, our unification. So when I when I am trying to figure out how do we unify, I'm looking at, do we agree on this issue? If, if we agree, I will go to battle with you on this one issue. But that's not a full-on endorsement of every single one of your beliefs. It's not a full-on endorsement of, of your entire theological positions. And I think we have to be okay with that if we're going to get anywhere, we've got to figure out how can we unify around these specific broad issues that we're tackling, and then we'll debate where we disagree down the road once once we conquer this one battle. So that's kind of been my approach. I know it's slightly different than a lot of people, um, and it's it's a little divisive, the fact that I'm trying to unify around that. It, it's been really interesting, but I think it's important that we begin to take that approach. Yeah, and I agree with you 100%, Jeff. I, I will... I will join together with with anyone who is going to go down to the to the murder mill that euphemistically called Planned Parenthood or, or any other abortion clinic. I will I will go down and stand shoulder to shoulder with that individual. I don't really care uh, whether they're a, a well, I don't care if they're a Christian. How's that? Now, let me shock some people. Um, if they're there to protect life, to advocate for the sanctity of life. I don't really care if they're Christian or not. I'm going to stand there alongside of them. And I think that's a good illustration of what we've got to do as believers. You could even see it as an opportunity for evangelism. Why would an unbeliever, where would an unbeliever come up with the idea that life is sacred? Because that's basic theology 101, that life is sacred. The unborn is sacred all of life is sacred because we are image bearers and so the 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 beauty of the approach you just described jeff is that it gives us an opportunity for evangelism it gives us an opportunity to live out what we say we believe and and live that before the the watchful eyes many times of people of other faith systems or even unbelievers so so i think that's a brilliant strategy now Jeff, I don't know if you if you saw this or not. I, I saw it myself. I think it was uh, late last night or maybe early this morning, um, where a a school teacher, a public school teacher in Kentucky, decided that she had had enough of the of the craziness, and so she just resigned and said, "I'm not I'm not supporting this uh, system anymore. It's propaganda. It's indoctrination. This is not education." Uh, so she she quit. And five families came together and said, we want you to teach our children 
So they pulled their children out of the public school. They've got them all together and this, and they are now financially supporting this former public school teacher, who is a believer, by the way, to teach their children. What a great idea and concept. And I think that idea is long overdue. And, and maybe that would be something for us to be pushing as a cancel-proof Christianity group. Oh, yeah. I, 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 think, I think it's so important. And in all reality, it's, it's been interesting, again, t- talking to Bobby about his plan for education. Because what we're talking about doing is, is two separate strategies when it, when it comes to tackling this issue of education. So, number one, Bobby's actually starting his own K-12 school in the Fort Worth, Texas area. And, and he's going to be taking a slightly different approach to education and teaching, but it, but it seems like it's going to be very, very effective. We're also talking about starting a Gatekeepers College or Gatekeepers University, uh, which we're going to be associating with with uh, with my organization, and which will be like a two-year college degree uh, where you can go if you want to go into ministry, if you want to go into journalism, or if you want to go into the arts, and then we'll expand out from there. But specifically when we're dealing with K through 12, one of the things that, that, that Bobby was talking about is he's like, we have to think beyond just having a local school because just having one local school, it can be great for the local community, but he's like, but where, where is going to the beats the be the support for like the people like you were talking about they're, where they're, they're bringing in one teacher to teach five students or six students in a local community. How can we support them? So his idea is, is actually really fascinating. He, he you know, so obviously he's going to have his in-person school for K through 12, but then he's also going to be allowing uh, parents that want to homeschool their kids they can actually live stream the classes and they can actually take the classes online along with that teacher. Or if they, or if they're in that area, they can actually send their kids to school for, let's say the classes where the parents don't feel comfortable teaching. Let's say it's science or math. And the parents are like, you know, I can handle the history. I can handle the English, but that science stuff I just can't handle. Well, send your kids to school for that one class and you can homeschool for the rest. So he's creating these opportunities for, for, for really providing assistance for parents that want to take control of their children's education, which I think is so important because, uh, you know, I, I was actually speaking at an event out in Texas a couple of months ago, and I had a parent come up to me and uh, who used to live in California, and they moved because of the education system out here. And she was she was telling me that what they're teaching her children in, in public school is horrific. I mean, everything, everything from critical race theory to systemic racism to adult themed topics that should have no place in a third graders education system. And she went and confronted the teachers and the teachers would not let her see the curriculum that they were teaching. And she saw it on, on the teacher's desk. She went to go pick it up and the teacher literally swatted it out of her hand and said, you're not allowed to see that. This, this is the kind of thing where parents need to begin to take control of their children's education and I love the example that you cited here. And I think that what, what Bobby's really trying to do with the K through 12 can be another alternative to help bring control back to the parents where the parents can decide the education system for their children. And I think that's so vitally important if we're going to make any headway in the society. Yeah, absolutely right. How did we get so sideways? Uh, Harry, I see your hand up. We'll, we'll let you ask your question in just one moment. How did we get so sideways in America um, I'm not that old. I'm old enough to remember when uh, parent teachers associations, the PTA, and the meetings were held publicly and the school board and the principals of the, of the individual schools and teachers, they asked for input. They wanted to know and they actually took it to heart and then fashioned their, their application of that for each of the students. Those days are long gone, even though most parents don't understand that. Um, your point about the teacher not allowing a parent to see the curriculum, that's outrageous. It is simply unacceptable. Um, as parents, we have every right to see what they're teaching our children, or in my case, grandchildren now. And, um, and so that, that just that just riles me. Um, but, but anyway, Harry, we'll, we'll, what was your question? We'll, we'll let you ask that. Well, it's a comment more than a question, but it goes along with you, Jeff, saying that uh, churches needed to gather together on on issues or a particular issue. My wife and I, you know, Hadassah, we spent several years working at Voice of the Martyrs home office in in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Uh, And there, volunteers would come in from all walks of life, all all denominations, anything you can dream of. 
all we all worked together. We worked side by side, and and we were there at times for like three months of stretch. All so it wasn't just an isolated case. We were there for a week, and it went great. You know, we all got along. No, there was never a problem among the volunteers because we had a common cause, which was the the, the persecuted. The voice of the martyrs was helping. You know, so it's it's. It can be more than a dream. It can be more than a wish. You know, we we were in it. We saw it, and it does work if the people are committed to a cause. Yes, Amen, Amen. Well, thank you very much, Eric, for sharing that. That's very appreciated. Um, Deanne or Dick? Yeah. Hi. Um, last night I was out in the streets um, doing the abolition of abortion ministry. And a dad came across the street. He had driven by. He had seen the picture of baby Malachi. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's yeah. uh, it's an aborted baby. Yep. And he had his children with him. And he was very, very upset at the picture. And how do I explain this to my kids and this type of thing? And I asked him, I said, you're so upset at that. Are you aware what's even being taught in our public schools? He had no clue. I said, what about... The, the girls, I said, that that are given condoms and a statue of a penis and they're to put it on there. I was told that, that that's not true, ma'am. You're just making these stories up. It was it was very um, concerning to me that, that parents aren't even aware of what's being taught in our public schools, the, the various things that they're teaching. How, how sad. And when he told me that, I said, sir, have you gone and looked at the curriculum of public schools? Are you aware of what your children? I said, you know what? If you don't want to teach your children what baby Malachi is all about and how this is real, go look at the, the curriculum of the public schools. Oh, ma'am, I don't believe you. Sad. Wow. Very sad. Yeah. It, it is sad, and so thank you for that comment, Deanne, and that is that is indicative of uh, where we are at, public education today. Parents, uh, too many, not all, I, I don't know if it's fair to say even most, but, but a large enough number of, of parents have disconnected from any type of um, involvement in the education of their children. Now, for Christians... That is is simply not acceptable. There there are a number of scriptures that tell us that we are required to be involved. We are required, in fact, we are responsible for the education of our children. And to abdicate that to a public school system that very clearly, because listen, I think it's clear to all of us here on WCN-TV, this this viewership and family, uh, it is very clear to us that those in charge of the education process in America, they do not have our, our being Christians or the church, the true church, they do not have our interests at heart. In fact, their actions demonstrate that they are doing everything they can to oppose our values, to, to not just minimize, but to destroy Christian values and and I think that needs to be opposed. But also, I think part of the answer is, Jeff, and I'll, I'll uh, pass it back to you now. Part of the answer, part of the solution is what uh, Dr. Bobby has has done and many others. There are others doing this. And I and I would I pray that there'll be many hundreds of and even thousands more is there needs to be a mass exodus from the public school system. And I would just encourage churches if you're a pastor, elder, deacon, some type of leadership in your church, or 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 not, you 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 you're comfortable going to talk to your pastor. I would encourage you to do this. I would encourage you to introduce the concept, the idea that perhaps the church could come alongside parents who wish to remove their children from the public school, but they don't have the financial resources to do so that the church come alongside those parents and say, if you will do that, we will come alongside of you and financially provide for you all of the curriculum, the cost of that curriculum, everything that's necessary for you to homeschool your children or work with other parents in homeschooling your children. I think that would be a a great thing to do for churches. Uh, We have done that here at Calvary and Lima. We've let that be known to anyone that wants to homeschool their children. We will cover the cost to do that. So anyway, uh, Jeff, what do you think of that idea? 
I, I think I think it's a brilliant idea. I, I think I think any step that we can take in order to take back education, because, because what we've got to understand is that the way that the left views school is not the way that we view school. We view school as, as teaching people and, and training people and helping the, them to understand math and science and history and how to write and, and, and things like that. They see it as propaganda. And, and, and to, un, to understand that, we also have to understand what is their worldview. If you look at the Democrat platform, you look at the platform of the left, it is anti-God. It is an atheistic platform. And they are implementing that platform into the education system. We always wonder why... You know, our, our kids who, you know, who grew up in Christian homes, they go off to college and then immediately become atheist, leftist, woke, social justice warriors, like almost overnight. And we wonder, how did that happen? Well, they've gone through 18 years of conditioning from practically birth all the way through the education system. And then they get out of their parents' home. They go to college. They go to a university. And then it's implemented 24-7 within a matter of days, weeks, months they're flipping and becoming full-on Black Lives Matter activists. And everybody's shocked, but you've got to understand, it took 18 years of brainwashing and propaganda in order to get to that point. But the question that everybody always has is, but why? Why, why, are, they, why are they atheistic? Why are they anti-God? Why are they taking this anti-God, anti-Christian perspective? Well, it all comes down to power, and it all comes, to, comes down to taking away our freedoms and liberties from a constitutional perspective. And, and, here, and here's how I get to that point. The Constitution and our founding fathers, they believe that we have certain intrinsic rights, certain inalienable rights that are given to us by God himself. The government didn't give it to us. It was God. Well, if all of a sudden you deny that God exists, all of a sudden you believe that God is nowhere to be found, well, who then gave us those rights? It wasn't God. It was the government. So if the government gave us those rights, the government can also take them away. And what we're seeing is we're seeing a massive power grab today by the atheists that run the Democrat Party. And the American people seem to be going right along with it because they've been going along with this propaganda and with this brainwashing that's going on in our education system for the last couple of decades. And this now that's all coming to fruition. We've got to understand the attack on God by the Democrats. Yes, it's an attack on Christianity. It's, a, it's an attack on faith. But it's also a massive power grab because if they can take God out of the mix, all of a sudden now you have no rights that are given to you by God himself. Yes, amen. That's right. And we're, we're going to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. But we have uh, we have to take a break now. We've got some, some messages, some sponsor spots, and we appreciate you staying with us. We'll be right back. I'm talking with uh, Jeff Dornick from Gatekeepers Online. We're talking about education, church, politics, and everything else that the Lord brings to our mind today. So stay with us. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence. www.lynnfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. lynnfrederick.com. At the McClario Firm, it all starts with family. We are here to serve you and your family, online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario Firm, your law firm for life. Are you a parent, mentor, or youth leader searching for meaningful books to engage your middle and high schoolers? Look no further. The books in the Off the Itinerary series by author M. Liz Boyle are receiving outstanding reviews for their compelling plots and strong Christian themes. Avalanche, Chased, and soon-to-be-released Ablaze are available on Amazon and at most bookstores. Check out mlizboyle.com for discussion guides to accompany each book. This is Leighton Howerton, and I've learned a lot from my monthly subscription to the Wisconsin Christian News. It's a national newspaper that's dedicated to encouraging you in your Christian walk, and it's chock plumb full of biblically sound articles and commentaries from some of the best Christian writers and authors in the country that, in my opinion, are more than up to the task of taking on the toughest issues in the midst of all the uncertainties we're facing living in times like these. 
Wisconsin Christian News is a nationally and internationally distributed newspaper and is a vitally important resource that you don't want to miss out on reading, either in print or through an online subscription. And to get your copy, all you have to do is visit www.wisconsinchristiannews.com. That's www.wisconsinchristiannews.com. And tell my old friend, publisher, and editor, Rob Pugh, sign me up today. Hi, friends. Thank you for staying with us. I am speaking with my good friend, Jeff Dornick from Gatekeepers Online here on WCN-TV. Um, we've had a, a very good conversation so far. I know it's been enlightening for some. It's been a, just a rehearsal of the facts for others because they understand what's happening in our nation today. But part of our part of our mission as as watchmen, watch persons, if I'm going to use the political correct word, watch persons, watchmen, especially as it as it relates to passages such as such as Ezekiel chapter three, is that we are supposed to warn people. And if you if you read that passage, especially 17 through 21, what you're going to see is that we are to warn both the unrighteous and the righteous. How about that, folks? We are, we are not just a rail against the darkness, but we are to warn those who are in unbelief and we are to warn those who profess faith. That's the job of a watchman. And Jeff, I applaud you and, and gatekeepers and the ministries that are represented on gatekeepers for taking that task, that mantle seriously. So, we're talking about education and the need to begin to create, to build a, a separate, distinct education system. Now, immediately, some people will say, well, how are we supposed to be salt and light to a lost world if we pull our kids out of public school and we put them in a Christian school? How are we going to be, how are our kids going to be salt and light? How do you answer that, Jeff? Uh, so, so the reality is, is that you you send your kids to school to learn. So, so the question is, what are your kids learning now? If if they learn how to be leftist social justice warriors, they learn that that they need to promote Black Lives Matter. They learn that our country is systemically racist. That white people are oppressing black people simply by being white and being alive. You're not your children are never going to be salt and light in, in a dark world. So we have to we have to look at what is the what is the purpose and what is the function of your children going to school? The function of your children going to school is to learn. Now the question then becomes what are they learning? Are they learning truth? Are they learning how to add, subtract, divide? Are they learning actual legitimate science? No, they're learning propaganda. They're learning leftist talking points. They're learning how to be a leftist activist that that is not being salt and salt and light into a dark and fallen world. So for me, what we have to look at is what are the functions and where can we be salt, salt and light? It, now, if you're a teacher, I could see you going into a public school setting and becoming a teacher. You can be salt and light. If you're sending your kids to learn, that is not being salt and light. You're sending your kids and they're being brainwashed in the schools. That is the complete opposite of what we want to happen. So Instead, use sports as their opportunity to be salt and light to those same children, to the same kids. Let them play sports. Let them go hang out with friends. Let, let them make friends. That can be their salt and light, not the education system. That yeah. we have to take more seriously because that is where we are losing this battle for our country because our children are being brainwashed practically, practically from birth all the way up through high school, into college, you know, and even, even after that, we have to take that very, very seriously. Yes, absolutely. I agree 100%, Jeff. The, 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 the issue that I have with people who make that statement, and I've heard it many, many times over the years, well, how are we going to be salt and light, is that it's based on a, a very faulty and dangerous assumption. And, and that is that, well, it's a safe place for our children to go and evangelize. And, and the fact of the matter is, it is not a safe place. It is the equivalent, in my opinion, if I could create this word picture, saying that our children are salt and light in this current context and culture is the equivalent, in my view, of sending them into the Colosseum, attempting to evangelize the lions. 
Now, would you do that to your children? That is absolutely insane. You are responsible, mom and dad, for protecting your children and sending them to the public school day after day after day when you know what is happening there is criminal. It is certainly immoral from a biblical point of view, but it is criminal, in fact, what you're allowing your, your, your children to undergo at the hands of these Luciferians. Because, and I say that because Marxism is communism. Communism is Satanism. Do not make the mistake of thinking that, that communism is atheism. It is not. It might be just like a, a Freemasonry. The lower levels of Freemasonry, the lower degrees of Freemasonry may believe that it's innocuous, that they're serving God. But when you get to the higher levels of Freemasonry, they know exactly, and they're not serving God. They're serving Satan. The same thing happens in another context. So anyway, Jeff, um, the cancel culture, the cancel proof Christianity conference is coming up Saturday, September the 25th. It's going to kick off at noon central time there in Fort Worth. Um, people can still register today if they're interested in that. Uh, registration is only $25. If, if you live in the Fort Worth area, friends, you, you can go be there in, in person to hear all of these wonderful speakers. Um, and if you can't, then the live stream option, only $15, friends. I mean, that's unbelievably inexpensive, $15. And you're supporting all of these different ministries, uh, the gatekeepers that make this, the platform makes this possible. Um, I would encourage you to go out and register today, at least for the live stream, if you can't make it, if you're not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Now, Jeff, um, I don't know if you want to speak to uh, I, I did mention Judd Saul. Uh, I know Sam Jones is participating. I know uh, Jeff Younger is participating. Um, you're, you'll be speaking. Um, Paul Church is going to be participating. I don't want to leave anybody out. So who else is participating and speaking? And, and if you want to just touch on what, what, if you know, what their topic is going to be. Yeah, for sure. So, so I know that. So we've got uh, Donnie Anthony will be speaking. She, she's a good friend of mine. She actually ran for mayor of Arlington in Texas, and and she's a, a young conservative, uh, kind of kind of an activist. And she's she's gonna be talking about how uh, you know Christians and conservatives are losing the battle over training people on civics and government, and how important it is for people to understand the Constitution, understand how our government works, understand how our founding fathers established it, established this country. So she's gonna be talking about that. I know that uh, Pastor Sam Jones will be talking about history, and and you know I know a lot of us have really been dealing with uh, with a lot of stuff with critical race theory and a lot of that kind of stuff that's been infiltrating into the schools and all of that. I know Dr. Mike, you're talking you're talking theology, which I know will be fascinating, fascinating. I'm going to be talking about journalism myself. Uh, Bobby Lopez will be uh, talking about English, I believe, as well as uh, I think he'll be touching some in, into the arts as well. Um, and then I, one of my, one of my, uh, the, one of the talks that I'm really looking forward to a lot is Jeff Younger, who's going to be talking about mathematics. And you're like, oh, well, uh, what can you really talk about with math? He's talking, he's talking about how important it is for conservatives to be teaching our children mathematics, because this, this is where a lot of the censorship and the cancel culture is really stemming from are the algorithms that, that big tech and Silicon Valley and everybody are using everybody from Google to Facebook, to Twitter, to whoever it is, it's the algorithms and the left almost has a monopoly on these algorithms. So one of the things that he's going to be portraying is, is how important it is for us as conservatives and as Christians to understand math, understand, because a lot of that comes down to the, the basis of truth, having ha having actual truth, that's the importance of math. That's one of the things we can be teaching our children. And if we're going to be combating the left, which does not believe in absolute truth, we have to be able to not only pick their pick their their faulty logic apart, but then we're going to have to come forward with with our own teaching, our own logic, and, and be able to get down to the root issues and understand statistics, understand data, understand algorithms. So he's going to be talking a lot about that. So it's going to be a wide range of topics. It's going to be fascinating. Um, and I'm really excited to see what everybody kind of brings to the table when it comes to the importance of really having conservatives tackle a lot of these specific issues. Yes, absolutely. And I know uh, Dr. Church uh, has felt the brunt of cancel culture personally. Um, what what I know about his background is he was uh, teaching at Harvard 
and uh, <laughs> Harvard has gone complete. Well, went off the rails years ago, but now uh, you better be be minding your P's and Q's as, as the old saying used to be, or you may find yourself in the crosshairs of the PC crowd there at Harvard. Oh yeah, well it's it's it, it's it's crazy looking at how the Ivy League uh, schools have been handling a lot, a lot of this kind of stuff. I know that there was even a um, there was a discussion, and we actually hosted a roundtable with Eric Metaxas and John Smirak and Bobby Lopez about this, where Harvard was actually debating about whether they should pull the degrees from some of their conservative students that that are now in politics or supported Donald Trump or whatever that might be. And I mean, th- th- think of that. Th- think of what could happen with that, especially for somebody who has a degree that. That 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 hinges on whether they can have a job in that in that specific field, whether you're a doctor, or a scientist, or a teacher. What happens if they pull your degree because of your Christian values or your political beliefs or whatever that might be? So it's it's a very dangerous precedent that I th- that I think we're facing right now. Yeah, yeah. Just hearing that it just is a, is a head shaker. Um, well, before we move on, CG, you you have a question or a comment? Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. Um, Jeff, I've uh, followed you a little bit on the MeWe channel, of course, for gatekeepers. Uh, I decided to take a look and uh, was very interested in your summit this weekend. However, I was curious because I didn't see any actual physical address information on the tickets I purchased. Uh, is there an address or is there something coming yeah, up with yeah, that? Yeah, so, so, so it's going to be at uh... – yeah, so I'm 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 going to be sending out an email today with, with the actual location. We haven't been making a big deal on on the website just um just because the, you know we can be a little a little controversial I think with a lot of these topics and and some of the and some of the people. So I'm sending out an email today, but it's going to be at Crossmark Church in I, I believe it's North Richmond uh, off the top of my head. But the it, the summit will be at Crossmark Church. Okay, good. I was just uh, hoping to get something on that. Usually I don't purchase anything with without that in the first place. I understand the confidentiality. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, um, um, I'm interested, of course, in the educational topics. In one way or another, I think it's touched my life. I was raised in public education. Um, I think I came out okay because I'm here. Um, but I've also worked within public education and in higher, and I currently work in higher ed. I'm, I'm not going to say where I work or what I do. Jeff, if I see you, I may discuss that with you later if we happen to run into each other yeah. that day. But, uh, um, but yeah, I'm uh, um, looking forward to listening to this summit and, of course, uh, maybe giving some of my insight and thoughts as well on it, too. Yeah, that that, that 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 would be great. Definitely, definitely come up and introduce yourself. Uh, you know, because I'll I'll be there. I'll be there all day Saturday. So it'll be it'll be it'll be a really good time. Thank you. All right. Thank you, CG. Appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> so, Jeff, building this uh, Christian educational infrastructure, it's going to require uh, money. So, what conversations? have you had Bobby had and, and other people, but we are going to have to uh, put together a, a fundraising arm, a, 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 a group of people that are, that are focused pretty much exclusively on raising funds. Um, I know that uh, Dr. Tenpenny, uh, coach Dave and, and Brett Bull have recently launched the Christian revolution and that's one thing that they're doing. They are they are fundraising, and they are they're going to be receiving grants. So they're going to be grant writing and and providing resources, financial resources, for uh, organizations for individuals to fight this fight, the same fight that we're engaged in. Um, have you given any thought to that? I'm curious. How are we going to raise funds to help? Because I think you've heard the same thing I have many times over the years. People say, I like what you're doing. I like your mission. I've got no financial capacity to replicate that where I am. Is, is there a, a solution that's being discussed right now, Jeff, in that regard? Yeah, yeah. You know, what, what, what's interesting is being in, again, both the Christian world and the in the political world. One, one of the things that's been really interesting to me, uh, you know, dealing with some different startups and, and things along those lines is – there's a, there's a lot of money that's thrown around at the left. There's even a lot of money that's thrown around at Republicans that are establishment, that are basically sellouts. 
there's not a whole lot of money that's thrown around at at true conservatives and true Christians and people people that are faithful to God's word and things like that. And in in uh, you know one point I wanted to make to that is I think a lot of it is because we cannot be bought. You know, the money is thrown around for access and control. And that's the thing that I think that we have to understand is that the left has has an uh, an unlimited amount of access to funds. The establishment the GOP also has an almost unlimited access to funds. Those of us that are true conservatives and, and true Christians that believe in in biblical values, we don't have access to those kinds of funds. So, like for example, with with me with the gatekeepers, the way that I've funded that is is to provide either products or services that 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 people would like. Whether whether it's it's uh you know we, we publish our own books, we hold online conferences, we do conferences in person now. We're we're we're, we're providing different different uh, products and services that will be helpful to you. And, you know, if you'd like, if you'd like to buy a book, you'd like to do something like that. It's a little way for you to help support us. We don't want to take any money away from your giving to your local church or anything like that. When it comes to this school, it's, it's kind of an, it's, it's a different beast altogether because it's going to take more funds. It's going to take more money. It's because we're going to have to build out the technology in order to house this. We're going to have to create, there's, there's going to be a lot of play here. So, you know, one of the things that I know we're going to be we're going to be doing a lot of fundraising. We're going to be looking for uh, some different organizations that we can partner with. One of the things that we were really talking about doing is reaching is reaching out to businesses that we know are conservative and owned by strong biblical Christians, and reach out to them and see if if they would be interested actually in more viewing it almost like as an investment. What are the kind of what are the kind of students that you would want graduating from our school? that you would actually want to hire? What are the kinds of things that you would actually want somebody to be trained in? And what are the things that you want them to be an expert in? And then we can then we can actually train them and funnel them into, let's say, your workplace. How could we do that? And then maybe they would want to invest in actually the school because we're actually providing them with with the employees into the future. And so we're looking at kind of a a business partnership as well with some of these, with with some of these conservative and Christian companies. So we're we're looking at kind of a couple of different unique angles at this, but uh, it's definitely going to take some, uh, some money and infrastructure to, to put this into place. Yes. So I'm, I'm hoping that at some point there'll be uh, a, a, a website or a location where people can donate or contribute to to this this ministry, this work, um, because this is much much bigger, friends. Those of you who've joined us today, and by the way, I am I am speaking with Jeff Dornick. He is the CEO of Gatekeepers Online. We are talking about creating a Christian infrastructure today as it relates to education. This is going to take uh, all of us coming together as the body of Christ, understanding uh, the great need that we have for educating our children and and raising up a a generation that will love God, honor God, and serve him ferociously because we need warriors today to stare these wicked, evil people down and to let them know we are not going to comply. We are not going to cower. We are not going to cave to fear or, or anything else. We are going to stand firm as we are commanded to do in the scriptures, as we are equipped to do by the Spirit of God, and we are not going to bow our knees. Well, that's going to take all of us coming together. Jeff, um, when, we are, when we are talking about um, churches, and I know this is going to be a, a future summit that, that, is, uh, that is in the works or being planned, when we're talking about the churches in America, um, is it fair to say that we are going to meet uh, mass resistance from most to this idea uh, of cancel-proof Christianity? Oh yeah, I, I, I think I think it's going to. We're going to have a lot of resistance. Because essentially what we're doing is we're taking the power away from, from the elites and the establishment in, in whatever field we're dealing with. If we're dealing with education, we're dealing with the churches. Like I, I think the thing that a lot of people don't understand about even, even to the churches, there is, a, there is a power structure that's in place in the vast majority of churches and denominations that is extremely corrupt. And, and, and being in this world and seeing how politics works and then seeing how a lot of these denominations and, and churches actually work, 
it's almost identical what the kind of corruption that is going on. And I, and I think, and you know, I almost, I almost kind of want to write a book on it. I was having this idea about this because there, there's so much to expose because people don't understand the ins and outs of how all of this works. So I know we're going to face a lot of resistance because when you think about this, if we, if we're successful, if we pull off what it is that we actually are, are thinking we can pull off, I mean, we're, we're taking power away. We're taking funds away from, from some of these establishments. We're, 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 ta- we're taking influence away because what we're doing is we're taking it away from these centralized elites and then we're giving it back to the people and giving people back the power to be able to decide for themselves, okay, where do I want to send my kids to school? Well, instead of instead of me attending a mega church, maybe I'm going to start attending a small little a little local church where I'm actually walking through life with my pastor. That's one of the things that I really envision for when we're talking about what what we're going to do with the churches and creating a cancel proof church side of things as well is go back to the small local church where you're actually walking through life with your pastor. It's not you're not just saving that for seeing them up on stage on Sunday. You're actually having your local pastor speak into your everyday life and you're seeing him exemplify what it is he's preaching on on Sunday throughout the entire week. So so it's some of those kinds of things where I think we're going to get a lot of resistance because we're, we're kind of sticking it to the guys that are controlling everybody and we're, and we're taking their power away that, you know, in all reality, in my opinion, it's a bunch of very corrupt, corrupt people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that, Jeff. And I've seen that. I've experienced that personally over the years. Um, I've been a pastor now for 25 years and, and a believer for 38 and involved with, with churches in different roles and, and positions for 35 of those 38 years. So um, I've got a little bit of uh, uh, road wear on the tires now, as they say, and I've seen a lot of stuff over the years, and that's a pretty accurate assessment. That's why I've said for years, and people here at Calvary and Lima understand why I say this, and that is there is nothing in the world like a small church. God is so powerful and present, and we get to do things together become integrated into one another's life in a small church. Small churches provide opportunities that, that big churches simply cannot, and they're not trying to. They, they've tried to address that uh, benefit of, of, of being a small church by creating home groups, but even that is, is somewhat lacking. It, it does, it does uh, in some ways uh, meet that need. But but not in all. So lots to be said for for small churches and pastors and kudos to you pastors out there, you home, especially home churches, because that's becoming a thing now, Jeff. Home churches are are increasing at a rapid pace in America. Um, and, and I think that might be a group that that will want to reach out to and um, and and uh counsel with or, 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 or pour into as well. What do you think? Oh, I, I, I think it's so vitally important. I, I think in general, if we're looking at, you know, for strictly from a pragmatic standpoint, we're looking at the future of our country. I think going small and going to small localized, whether we're talking about education, we're talking about business, we're talking about churches. I think that that's going to be one of the most effective ways that we can actually begin to take back our country. And, and you know, when you think about this, you're like, well, why are you bringing up business? Well, if we're reliant upon these big uh, corporations, they're all a bunch of leftist, woke social justice warriors. Yeah. Why, why, why do we want to go work for them where they have a million employees and they're forcing vaccinations and they're pushing social justice, they're pushing, you know, uh, systemic racism and black lives. Why would we want to do that? The, the best thing that we can do is have small localized businesses, have small localized churches, have small localized education. If, if we learn anything from what's been going on in our country today, as soon as you start going super big, you have these big multinational companies, you have these big denominations that are bringing in millions and millions and millions of dollars. I mean, you begin to see corruption and there's no accountability between you and the person that's all the way up there at the top. The best thing that I think we can do, and it's really the New Testament model, small localized churches. I would argue once a church gets up to a certain number of people, a pastor can't really walk through life with their congregation anymore. And I, and I think that that's one of those things that I would rather see a church split into two, train, continually train up new pastors and then plant small localized churches in your community. I think that's going to be the most effective way moving forward instead of this current uh, church planting model where it's build up as many mega churches as you can. Yeah. Amen, Jeff. I agree with that. 
Friends, I've been talking with Jeff Dornick, CEO of Gatekeepers Online. Go to uh, Gatekeepers Online and find out more information about the Cancel Proof Christianity Summit that is going to be this Saturday from noon to 6 Central Time. There is a live stream option that you can uh, utilize there. You don't want to miss this conference. Very good information. Jeff, I appreciate you joining me today. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, all, I, I, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Amen, brother. And uh, one one announcement before we go, friends. Rob and I have talked over the last couple of days, and uh, WCN-TV is going to go on a brief, brief break, brief hiatus for a few weeks. We will be back towards the end of October. Scheduling conflicts for both of us have uh, made this a a necessary, um, well, conclusion. So... Anyway, thank you for your support of WCN-TV. I know Rob appreciates it very much. Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. We will let you know when we'll be back, but it'll be in a couple of weeks. God bless you all. Have a good day. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals.